Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the tactical, oh, or the practical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today, today we're going all in. We're going all in with Val Harwell, president of Cornerstone Consulting Solutions. She's been on the show a couple of times already, but today... Today, we're throwing it out. We're hitting it out of the ballpark. We've got such a deep discussion coming in front of you today. First, just hearing how Christ is working in Val's life is going to cause you to shudder. And second, Val has a story. I've got a question for Val that threw her for a loop. And then finally, towards the end of the show, Val's got a story, an, an, an I work for him Hallmark story. Not Hallmark spelled the way the cards are spelled, but in the true sense of the word Hallmark. Proverbs 31, 30 through 31 says this, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. That's right, because it passes with age. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise Let her works praise her in the gates. Val Harwell, welcome back to the I Work For Him program. Hey, Jim, I am so glad to be back. Thanks for having me. I hope you still say that at the end of the show. People say that and they're like, <laughs> I hope you're really ready. All right, so a lot has been going on in your life the last six months. When I called you just to touch base to see how you were doing, <laughs> we talked for an hour. Now, we don't have a whole hour here today, so you can, you're going to have to summarize a little bit, but not, not too much. I don't want you to miss some of the good stuff. Tell me what's been going on in your life and the life of your family. 
Well, just in the last, uh, since January, um, my mother passed away. Uh, she was 74 years old. and we, So she was young. She was way young, way, way young, Jim. Um, she, we buried her. Her funeral was January the 3rd in Pensacola. Then on January 4th, my husband, who is Superman, literally, in that he is so incredibly healthy, he doesn't even take Advil, doubled over in pain when we were um, at the hotel getting ready to pack up and come home because I'm going back to school to pursue my master's and I had signed up to take five classes plus interning this past semester so (laughs) and that started on Monday so we're talking Saturday Sunday Monday and by the way I have to stop here and just give a shout out to a couple of people first of all my daughter Heather and her husband Quentin happy anniversary today's their four-year anniversary congratulations may you have 45-plus more. (laughs) Most definitely. Um, Also to Joe and Chad in Pensacola, uh, Chris in Michigan, and Jeanette in Tennessee. And then um, I have to give a big shout-out, and I'll mention them later, but um, the 2014 cohort at Southeastern University, and and you'll hear um, especially why um, they have been uh, the Christ I've seen over the last few months. And that's where you're getting your master's degree, is at Southeastern. Master's degree in professional. Counseling. Hey, you know they make a great sponsor of my show. You might want to you talk know, to them. You know they they would make a great sponsor of your show. Uh, what a great idea! I'll, I'll check into that. Yeah, Jim. you can I'm, maybe connect me it. up. All yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I'll hook you up. All right. Uh, so so let me just lay the stage because you went down a little bit of a rabbit trail. What? So so I you went buried down your a rabbit. Trail? Yes, you did. So you buried your mom. You're getting ready to come back to Tampa. Your husband doubles over in pain, but he's the healthy one. It always happens to healthy ones. People that eat right and exercise. That's what he always says. It's always them. That's exactly what he says. If if something happens to somebody who's exercising, he'll say, I told you that's not good for you. That's right. (laughs) I agree with him. (laughs) So um, my husband doubles over in pain, and I take him to the emergency room. And they um, take him down for a CT scan, and they come back. And um, they say, uh, you do have a kidney stone on your left-hand side, but what about the giant mass on your right kidney? Has anybody talked to you about that? Well, um, I'm embarrassed to say that um, I don't remember anything after that. Um, I literally completely passed out, woke up in another hospital room, uh, hooked up to equipment, just wailing um, is the best way, I guess, to describe it. and, the equipment uh, was wailing, or you were wailing? No, I was. Okay. It was, yeah, a voice unrecognizable. And you read it in the Bible, and you wonder what that sounds like. I'm pretty sure most people in uh, in um, the the hospital emergency heard it that day. As a matter of fact, my brother um, Joey was there, and uh, he went. He said he felt like a ping pong ball because he was going back and forth between my husband's room and I. And uh, uh, he said that Jimmy, my husband, said, "What was that awful noise?" Because he's all hooked up, you know, to getting the um, they're taking blood and pumping stuff in him and um, and Joey just made a face at him and he said um, oh god please tell me that wasn't Val and Joey's like I'd like to buddy but yeah it was so um, 
he had a kidney stone, which took two weeks to pass, and we came home. We drove all the way home um, on Monday, which is an eight-hour drive that was extended. And not to go into details, I'll spare you from those. As oh, no, go I, ahead. This is, this is it's PG-13. It's okay. As, as it was extended because he was in so much pain. and um, So you had to make lots of pit stops. A lot of pit stops. He couldn't, he couldn't keep anything down. And uh, so, poor thing. Um, then over the next few weeks, we were sent to, um, for multiple tests, he also had a lump in his breast. And um, they were 90% certain that he did, in fact, have cancer. And um, when they thought he also had breast cancer, um, we thought that it had metastasized for a good two months. Um, I did not know um, just how bad it was. He handled this a lot better than I did. And um, I felt very helpless. Um, and here's this person I love and who's never sick. And, and, and also during that time and trying to take five class, five master's classes and intern 25 hours uh, a week. And this is counseling interning. Yes, counseling. Okay, so just we're trying to give everybody the picture uh, of how incredibly deep your first quarter was. <laughs> Um, During that time, also, I was driving to school one night, and my car just blew up. Um, uh, The engine shut down on the side of the road. And two of my clients um, tragically uh, died uh, within 48 hours of each other. So that all Two of your Cornerstone Consulting Solution clients? Two two of my Cornerstone Consulting uh, Solution clients. And and so all that happened literally within a 90-day period. And one day, here's here's just the part I I, I really want to share that's so important about Southeastern and my professors and my cohort. Um, One day I was driving, my husband came home and I was able to make my second class that night. I'm usually at school till 10 um, on a couple of nights a week. And um, I was driving his vehicle to um, school and I just started crying to the Lord. And I was like, Lord, it's not that I don't love you. It is not that I don't trust you. I just need to feel you tangibly. I just need to know you're there. Um, and, And so that very night when I got to school, one of my professors in the middle of class said, um, you know, I feel a need to say this, that when we are Jesus to other people, when we show them love, when we show them care, when we show them concern, that's like Jesus himself wrapping their arms around them. And and that was Jesus speaking to me, God speaking to me. Here I am tangibly. And I put you here for such a time as this. I'm in this at this Christian college with this amazing group before every class he would pray for my husband and his health and pray for me. And it was just, it was such a blessing and a, and a recognition. Jimmy had um, surgery at Moffitt on um, March the 4th, and the tumor was um, larger than a baseball, and they were able to successfully cut it out. They believe they got 100% of it. He did not have to have um, chemo or radiation. The um, lump in his breast was not cancerous. And um, so he went back to work May the 4th. And that's how amazing so he missed God a lot of is. work, though. He missed a lot of work. Yeah. He also missed the two weeks that he had the kidney stone because he was just in so much, much pain for it. So with it. But uh, yeah. So so a lot of stuff going on. But God is so provisional. So what do you think the conversation was that uh, 
Satan was having with God, saying, hey, I got this couple, Jimmy and Val, you know, you know, you give them so much. They, they got too good. What can we do? What can we do here? Do you think you're having the Job kind of conversation going on? Because the, the question comes to be then, why does God allow that level of adversity in people's lives? Because that was intense. That's not that's not even fair, because I know it's way more than intense. But that was a significantly high level of, of adversity in your life. Your mom dying. No, Forget everything else. Five master's classes and 25 hours of interning as a counselor. And right in my business. Your husband having a cancerous mass <laughs> yes. on his kidney, mm-hmm. kidney stones, broken car, blown up car. Did you have to buy a new car? No, we were able to replace the, the engine. So. Okay, so that, well, yeah. there you go, a little bright side. <laughs> so wh- wh- what did you come to the conclusion? Because I know you were praying that. You're going, okay, Lord, how much more can I handle? Um, I think that he um, he allows that kind of adversity in our lives because he loves us and he strengthens us through it. Um, you know, I am the first person to admit that my husband handled that so much better than I did. I I just watched someone that I love with all my heart going through this, and I couldn't do anything. And I'm somewhat of a doer. I think you know that about me. You're an executive. You used to be able to command people. <laughs> yes. Go here, Go. do that. I'm casting this thing out. Yes, um, and I was I was helpless, and I I just I couldn't. It was so, and you have to be strong, or you feel like you need to be strong. And um, it's hard for me to be vulnerable in that way, which I think it is with most CEOs and um, business owners and executives. That, you know, you feel like you have to be bulletproof. But in looking back, I believe that God does it because He does it for our benefit. He, because He loves us so much, it's hard to see during that time. But what He teaches us and what He shows us and how He strengthens that through there through those times is just it's amazing when when you actually realized you made it through but you not only made it through you made it stronger and he just gives us so many opportunities he's given me opportunities to witness that i would have never had is it stronger or is it closer or is it both i think it's both because the closer is really what I think his ultimate goal is. His, his desire for us is to have that deeply intimate relationship one-on-one, and he does use adversity to do those things. Yes, he does. I, I think probably the, the, the cattle or the, the, uh, the, the cherry on the top of all of this, you finished up your classes last week, correct? Yes. And wh- how did you do? I made straight A's in all five of them. Praise the Lord. So I think that's just, when Val and I started talking, I'm like, Val, we got to talk about this on the air. Because, you know, a lot of people, we've talked about a lot of just difficult workplace situations. And Val's been on talking about her CEO experiences as a woman CEO and just the challenges of being a woman in a man's world. We've had all kinds of conversations. But when she shared how God had brought her to her knees and her husband in a time as an example for others, I wanted her to share it because that was you know, Job-like. It really was. It was really Job-like. Yes, and that's, you know, my professors, and I think, you know, that's uh, it's such a difference at going to a Christian college. My professors were so great in working with me on um, on the timing. Like, I still, I still had to do all the work, but they gave me so much grace. They showed me so much grace to, okay, it's okay if it's you get it to us tomorrow. And and uh, it was kind of hard to concentrate, as you might imagine. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah. Can't even imagine that. A, a, a little bit. How about right. sleep? Uh, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. wow. 
Wow. Well, I really appreciate you sharing it. It is an incredible story, and I'm grateful. We should have brought Jimmy in today, but I'm sure he's probably working, um, and we're grateful for that. But it is, uh, I appreciate you sharing that, because people need to know that, you know, you're a real-life person, and this is what it was, and it drew you to your knees, and yes. it was an incredible challenge, but the Lord was faithful. Yeah, so faithful, so provisional, and he always is. And when you look back, you see that. And thank God it was a kidney stone. If he hadn't had the kidney stone, Jim, we would have never found right. out. The kidney stone was the miracle of the whole deal. It was. And many people find that comment alone hard to believe. Today in studio, we have Val Harwell. And Val is the president, CEO of Cornerstone Consulting Solutions. She's also getting her master's degree. How many do you have already? <laughs> You know, I don't know. How many? No, seriously, this is my first master's degree. You have a doctorate, don't you? (laughs) Don't you have a doctorate? Come on, Jim. You have a doctorate, don't you? Come on. What's your next question? I want to know the answers to my... No, but I want to know. Okay, so she's... Yeah, if you missed the story, you got to... You got to do it. Hey, Andrea, I'm sending you a, a phone number of a certain person. I'd like you to see if you can get him on the phone. We can wish him happy birthday. All right. So, Val, you shared your testimony of how God's been working in your life. Most of the time when I ask people that question, it doesn't take the whole entire first segment. I'm thrilled that you shared it. Thank you so much for being transparent. It's a powerful testimony. And and, and people, if they wanted to say, if they wanted to use you as a resource and, and reach out to you, to share their story with you, could they reach out to you via your website? Yeah, they could actually. Um, my website is uh, cornerstone-consult.com and uh, you can reach out there and send me an email and um, I'll also give out my uh, business number, 813-240-1471. Call me up. I'd be happy to talk to you. All right. Okay. So we got to do our book highlights segment because it's time. Uh, it's time for our book highlights segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today is Halftime, and you've heard me say it many, many times before. If you haven't read this book and you're between 30 and 50 and you're a Christ follower, you need to read this book. It's all about shifting the paradigm in our minds of how we look at our jobs. Instead of looking at it as a place where we can make money so that we can go do ministry outside of our job, it shifts the paradigm to looking at our job as our ministry. A life of significance versus a life of success. Read all about it. Read all about it on halftime. And you got to remember, you got to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, call into the studio line now at 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. That's right. Call right away. Andrea's standing by. All right, Val, you shared your testimony. Things are incredible. Jimmy is back at work. Back at work. And how often does he have to go in for a checkup? Uh, initially, it's a it's kind of a five year deal. The short short a five years. year deal. Yeah, they do. They check you for five years, but um, we have to go back again in four months. And then if everything looks good, then I think it starts a six month track. All right do we do we have him on the air? Luke Andrews, welcome to the I Work for Him show. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, L-O-L-O-M-G. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just figured it was it was just worth it. We're just a quick phone call, Juan. Thank you for your support of the show. And wanted to say happy birthday to you and yours. Have a great time being with your family tonight, buddy. Thanks so much for awesome, being a supporter. Man. All right, you got it, Jimbo. Good talking, man. All right, Luke. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening Tampa Bay. And around the world. And I know I say it, but I'm just so grateful to the Lord that when I say around the world, 
I'm not just making it up. I might have made it up at the beginning two and a half years ago, but I'm not making it up. Last month, our podcasts were heard in 17 countries around the world, from China to Russia to Vietnam to South Africa. Uh, I'm, there was Kazakhstan. I can't even say it. Or Yeah, was that one of those? Stan, former <laughs> Soviet bloc countries. I mean, it just un. Believable. The message, the challenge out there to recognize your workplace as your mission field, it resonates with people in every culture across the globe. And I'm so grateful to be used like that. You are listening to this show. You're help supporting the show. And here's how you can help support it. Here's how you can help keep it on the air and grow it. Support our sponsors. The guys from Bel Air Wealth Management. Found online at belairwealthmanagement.com. These guys do a fantastic job, and they do it with an eternal perspective. They are wealth advisors with an eternal perspective. And the guys at Most Insurance for auto, home, life, and small business insurance. Again, they're handling your personal insurance portfolio, your business insurance portfolio, and they do it with an eternal perspective. By supporting these guys, you're supporting I Work For Him. So thank you very much. All right, today we've got Val Harwell in the studio. She is the president, CEO, superwoman of... Cornerstone Consulting Solutions, found online at cornerstone-consult.com. Have you written a book yet? The book? A book. A book? Have you written a book yet? Have I written a book yet? No, but it's Am I talking too fast for you? Sometimes, Jim. Okay. Sometimes. Uh, It's on my bucket list. It is? Yeah. After you get your master's degree? Yeah. And how many master's degrees do you have? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You have more than one. Jim, what was your question? Okay, so here's my question. Wow, I didn't know. Wow, she's being evasive. Okay, here's the deal. I, I, I wrote this question down, and I always send my questions to my guests ahead of time, just out of fairness. I don't know. Some people don't do that. I can't believe why you wouldn't, because people can be better prepared. I sent this question, and Val asked me before we go on the air. She goes, why'd you ask that question? And so here's the question. As a female executive, Val, you have the advantage of a mind designed to hear God better than most men. How did you use that for God's glory in the workplace? And it's a question I'd love to answer, but my question to you is, why are you of the opinion, not that I'm saying I'm disagreeing, that uh, female executives or females in general have the advantage of a mind designed to hear God better than most men? First of all, men, uh, I, this is just in my experience in mentoring. Now, I can't, I'm never going to be a counselor. I refuse to get my master's degree because then you have these rules and regulations. You can't tell people how stupid they are. And and I like when people are being stupid, I like to just lay it out there. So I can't be a counselor. What? I'm, I'm a mentor. I'm, I'm going to have to drop out if that's like that. <laughs> You didn't read the fine lines. <laughs> when you become a licensed not. counselor, you can't tell. You're supposed to ask questions. How do you feel about that? And how does that make you feel? And I want to tell people how enraged it makes me feel. And I'm going to smack you with a two by four. Okay. So, but in, we, Martha, I've been doing mentoring, and I've been a business guy for 30 years. I've worked for some incredible women. I've worked for some great men, but here's what I have known. I've been walking with the Lord now almost 36 years. It'll be 36 years this July. And what I have seen almost categorically, there are some men that blow this, so it's not unanimous, But and some women who blow it, so it's not unanimous. Women have this thing, we in culture they call it women's intuition. That's baloney. It's that they can hear the they can hear the voice of God better than men. When a woman, I tell a man, if your wife says, "I have a bad feeling about that," I tell him, "You are the stupidest man on earth if you ignore what she just said," because women tend to hear that inner voice 
and men tend to ignore it because we're all boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh, that's right. They changed that in the latest Star Trek where no one has gone before. <laughs> that was so stupid stuff. Uh, so we didn't. Yeah. Anyway. So I say it because I believe it. I believe women have that ability to hear the voice of God more effectively than men. I said in most men, because there are some men that I think, and there are days that I, I really, I call people and say, Hey, the Lord prompted me to pray for you. What's going on in your life? And they're like, how did you know that? And then some days I call people and say that thing. And they're like, Nope, I'm fine. <laughs> so some days I listen better than others, but I have seen it. I have seen it time and time again that when the average man who's married to the average woman, if the average man ignores what his wife says, I have a bad feeling about this. That man has just been, he's just, you can't use duct tape to fix that. Well, um, it's not that I disagree with the premise, but I think it's bigger than just listening to God. You might have heard that women do think that men tend not to listen. So I to listen, period. period. Yeah, yeah, somewhat universal. Well, but it's the difference in how we think. You know, it's the whole spaghetti waffle thing. Guys compartmentalize things. You know, we are we are built to provide and protect. We're not. We're, we're not. Our emotions are secondary to our accomplishments. I mean, we, we, we put our emotions aside. If our leg is blown off, we can put our emotions aside, that feeling aside, and still you know, accomplish our mission where it, it, we're just built differently. God designed us differently, which is why it's so awesome when he causes us to get married. We come together. We become the complete image of our Heavenly Father. Okay, and we can agree to disagree because that's stereotypical about women and men. Because um, I know some um, some major uh, female warriors, and and sometimes I wonder if I was supposed to be. Oh no, uh, I don't. Man. I'm saying no, I'm not saying that we don't. Need, we're not disagreeing because I know I've met many women. There there are many women that have those traits, and many men who have more sensitive traits. But I'm talking about the the global majority. There's a you can easily say it. Without being a biased pig, that the majority of men... Biased pig. Well, because because the majority... That was very articulate, and I like it. I'm just being honest. I'm going to tell you a story about how um, God used me recently, and it it somewhat um, supports, and this is my... Fortunately, thank you so much. I enjoy it so much every time I'm here. This is my third time back, and um, this... The Jim's show is based on... um, It's called I Work For Him Radio, and it's because wherever we... Are whatever we do, we need to remember that it is God that we're working for. And if you are somewhere, God put you there, or He's letting you be there for a reason. And I want to share a story with you that I have permission to share about how God used me recently. Um, someone was an, an amazing executive female with a very large corporation was referred to me. I did not know a year ago. She did not reach out to me until recently, in the last 30 days. So I get um, a text, and she tells me that she's been referred to me, and she has some business issues. And you know, as a as a consultant, as a business consultant, I always say I, I work on um, you know all things business and behavior, because it is all about the behavior. You can't change the organization until you start at the top. That's and for so, sure. Uh, anyway, so I I met with this person uh, that, and it was like I said, the first time I'd 
ever met her. And um, and so she sent me in advance the whole, you know, two or three pages of here's kind of what's going on with my career, you know, strategy. I'm kind of, you know, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? It was very specifically business focused. When we sat down, um, I asked her about herself and um, her background. Um, father was a pastor, grew up um, knowing really somewhat missionaries in a way. Um, but literally not three minutes in, um, she used the word searching and God said so clearly to my spirit, she is searching for me. Tell her how to find me. And inside, I mean, I have to be honest, I was like, uh, God, that's not on the agenda for tonight. This is a business strategy meeting, you know, <laughs> client, blah, 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 not on the agenda. And it was so powerful um, that I, you know, said to her after, you know, and remember, I just told you her father was a pastor. She grew up pretty much, you know, being in a missionary style where they ministered to a lot of people. Um, and um, I, I said, you know, God has just laid it on my heart to share my testimony with you. My testimony happens to be that um, I grew up in church and had a great head knowledge of how to be saved. I was involved in, in everything I could, you know, just name everything that I did. I was in church every time the, you know, doors were open. Um, and our pastor had a an opportunity where he wanted people to be able to give their testimony in, you know, one minute or less. And so I wanted to be able to do that. So I asked if I could come to his house to kind of work on my spiel, you know, my message. Mm-hmm. And um, I thank God literally that he shared Acts chapter 10 with me, which is about Cornelius, who is a very, re- he was a very religious man. And God sent Peter to tell him how to be saved. And so I said to her I, that, you know, I felt like God wanted me to to share my testimony with her. And I kind of, you know, I had brought the paper, the, the email that she had sent me with all the outlines of the facts of the business related items and, and said, uh, we'll get to this in a minute. But, you know, I just really feel led to to share my testimony with you. And and at first she was um, defensive and and somewhat argumentative. And 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 then all of a sudden she I mean, you you could tell that the tone in the questions just started changing. And I said, God wants you to know he loves you and he has been pursuing you. And 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 he asked me to. He told me that to share with you how to find him because he loves you. He's in, he's been in all these things that we've just been through is his pursuing you. That's how much he loves you. And she looked at me and she just started crying and said, I'm lost. I am lost. Oh my gosh. I am lost. And, and I said, well, honey, we can fix that right now. And, um, so we talked about, you know, asking Christ into uh, her heart and uh, said, you know, you pray and, and I'll pray after you. And we held hands across the table. We were at, uh, we met at a Panera Bread. and um, amazing, amazing things happen at Panera yes. Bread all over the country. They do. <laughs> um, and so we just held hands and she asked Christ into her life. And then I prayed um, after she did. And we laughed so much. And one of the things that she was searching for was joy and peace. And 
and the knowing and and the not searching anymore and right there she asked Christ into her life and I have to tell you I mean I this is like fessing up if you think I prayed one second that oh God let this meeting be glorifying to you if there's an opportunity to witness you would be sadly mistaken I was very focused on the business <laughs> aspect of it and just God said she is searching for me tell her how to find me and I did and she right then and there came to know Christ as her savior and we cried and laughed and then we solved all of the you know the business issues and um uh, but uh had a chance to talk about it. I think we spent about three hours together but literally Jim that was in the first 20 minutes and that is just how amazing God is and 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 being open and receptive and the one thing that I've learned in my life is if you feel like God has laid something on your heart be obedient because he never ceases to not, and he doesn't call us all to be reapers. You know, some of us are just planters or mm-hmm. sowers That's or true. tilling so the field, true. whatever it is. And he just told me to share my testimony. My testimony was so similar and in alignment with, with hers. And I was so lost and I didn't realize it until, thank God, somebody just didn't make an assumption that, that I had a personal relationship with Christ, no matter how busy I was or, you know, what position some relative of mine held in, in church. And so, um, that was just a huge blessing that, that God gave me the opportunity. And I know she is listening right now and what an Praise impact, the Lord. Uh, just what an impact on my life. And, you know, she's my new sister in Christ, but I hope we're friends forever. She's amazing. And someday. She's going to be brave enough to come share that story right here. We are praying for that. That is the epitome of when, when I call people and, and call at the end of the show for people to join the I Work for Him Nation. It's specifically for things like this, looking for opportunities to pray with coworkers and employees for that opportunity to, you know, do you start praying for him? And this woman, you didn't know her until that certain point in time, but to to, to be ready, to be looking for the downtrodden, the downcast, the people who are just having a tough day as an opportunity to start praying for people. But I, I had a similar experience a little over two years ago where I was interviewing somebody for a position, a job. And it was like four minutes, six minutes into the interview, I, I, I said, wow, you know, bottom line is you just need Jesus. <laughs> it was just like, holy mackerel. And that was, and, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, you doubt yourself when you start saying, when you get something very specific to say, and and if you don't say it, you don't say it because you think, well, that's just going to sound really ridiculous when I share that. But when you do, when you've gotten that 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 prompting to say something very specific, and then when you do, when they look at you like, how did you know that? Because it doesn't you work have for the anything. NSA. No, the, <laughs> the thing is that we all need to remember it doesn't have a thing to do with us. Right. I felt like I was just a bumbling idiot. It was the Holy Spirit speaking through me, but I just agreed to be obedient, you know. And and so, you know, I'm sure what I said was nowhere near perfect, but it wasn't. It doesn't have anything to do with us. Exactly. It's the Holy Spirit, and that's where I think a lot of people get tripped up. Is God likes I don't bumbling know what idiots? To say. Yeah. Right. Because that's when we know. Because it's in our weakness that. 
he shows his strength and right. that's when we know he did it not us right. so it was just it was an amazing opportunity and you think about the I work for him it's anywhere everywhere wherever you go and you know God can still use you even when you didn't take the time to pray that you might have an opportunity to witness to someone or you know glorify him through your words to them I didn't guilty guilty did not yet he still chose to use such a slacker like me and she has written me such a blessing a couple of emails now about how God has changed her life just changed so many things in it and how he is working and how real he is to her mm. and, 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 it, and it is so true and we work around people each and every day that need that same truth they need hope we know the answer that they're looking for we just have to be willing to share it we have had an incredible hour and we're running out of time, Val, but you wanted to talk about, you said that there's a, a book recently that's been written called Lean In. Go ahead. Just run with it from there. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a book, um, and I would say that most women uh, would be familiar with it. It's a it's a book called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, who is the COO at Facebook. And um, she shines a light on gender differences uh, and other practical advice to help women achieve their goals. The book challenges women to focus on what we can do instead of what we can't. So that's the basic premise of the book and, and, and Cheryl's background. And while I do think that that is absolutely true and important that, that women do need to lean in, I have a different proposition, and that is we need to lean back. And we need to lean back to grab somebody else. If a, if a female is, is making their way up the ladder or gets a seat at the table, take another one with you. Don't forget about that. I think that women can be, should be, the biggest supporters of each other. And I'm sad to say that sometimes that doesn't happen. I read um, a, a quote recently that just really spoke to me, and it was by the um, uh, wise and brilliant um, Sandra Bullock. And it says... Uh, <laughs> she is brilliant. I don't know about she the wise is. part. She is a brilliant actress. She is. She says, if you are struggling, and this is how she defined the women in her life, and I think we should just all be so lucky, but you know how we get to be that lucky? We work on being this type of a woman, and that is, if you are struggling, the women in my life descend like paratroopers in mass and will not leave your side until they know you are standing on your own two feet again. No judgment, just support. So lean back, ladies. Lean in. Get that spot. And don't forget to lean back. Well, but part of that is something that we talk about all the time on the show is that no matter who you are in leadership, if you're in leadership, you need to surround yourself with trusted advisors, people that will be there for you, that will be honest with you, that you can go to for support that have nothing to gain by the support that they give you or right. by the advice that they give you. And it goes for women just as much as men. Women tend to flock easier together than men, but yet women executives tend to rise alone. That is a very true, sad statement. Um, I talk to a lot of female executives, and um, the rarity of having, first of all, the, the numbers are few, and we talked about statistics the last time I was on here, the, yeah. you know, the numbers of, of female executives are few, but we may or may not be contributing to that. Um, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm in, and you know, you, you just stay focused on going forward. Lean back and, and make another space for you know another qualified person. If it's a male, make it a 
female, but but it's a female. But let's support each other. Let's mentor other females. So so much of how God blesses me is giving me the opportunity to mentor other women to play a role in their lives to help them to see themselves differently and through God's eyes um, rather than maybe what they've grown up in or what they've um, become accustomed to. So instead of um, leaning in, lean back and take somebody else with you. Well, what's funny is that a lot of a lot of driven women are driven because of their past. They're, they're driven, yes. not all of them, I'm just no, saying a lot of them, and, and they're driven because of their past, and, and, and we all need to be reminded, we are not defined by our past. That's correct. We're defined by Christ who lives inside of us, and, and that's, that's tough, but I have, I have noticed that. Again, in my, in my almost 50 years, I have seen that as a, as a fairly common pattern, that they've, that they've just, they've been, they've been abused in one way, mentally, physically, socially, or another by a man and they want to go and prove it and so they do it but that's because they're so focused on looking forward they forget about what's been left behind that's correct and And that's what you're really saying it it is what i'm saying and to your point on the looking forward don't change either when you get there you don't have to be a different person you got there by working hard just keep working hard and but don't forget to take other women with you to help them get the chances to because sometimes sadly it's another sister that closes the door in your face or makes it harder for you to um move up and, and, and get that position and get that opportunity. So don't forget to lean back and take somebody with you. And my challenge to you is if you get that opportunity to be a female executive, change the culture in your organization. Absolutely. Because a woman should bring in sensitivity, should bring in character, should bring in caring into an organization. Don't become like the guys that have been there that have created a negative work environment there in the past. And that's, change it. That's exactly what the point I was making. You oh. don't have to change yourself. Be, change. be who you are. Right. And, and Absolutely. Then, and lean back and bring in other females with you. All right. We've come to the end of another I Work For Him oh. show. I'm looking for a thousand people to take this challenge, Val, to look at their workplace as a mission field. A thousand people to start praying for their coworkers and employees. A thousand people to make that commitment to look for ways to befriend them outside of their workplace. A thousand people that will look for ways to serve these co-workers and employees in the workplace each and every day. A thousand people will be ready to pray with people when you see an opportunity. But all along, a thousand people will be the best and brightest example of a person in your position, a chance to bring glory to your heavenly father, a person who seeks excellence, a shining star in all manners. That's what every Christ follower should be in their workplace. I want you to go on to the I Work For Him website and click on Contact Us. It's iWorkForHim.com. That's iWorkForHim.com. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.